Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm extremely pleased to have Dr. Adeline Vandiver as my guest today. Dr. Vandiver is an attending physician in the Division of Neurology at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and the Jacob A. Kamen's Endowed Chair in Neurologic Disorders and Translational Neurotherapeutics. She is also Program Director of the Leukodystrophy Center of Excellence. Leukodystrophies are a group of inherited degenerative diseases that affect the white matter in the brain and spinal cord, and scientists estimate they occur in 1 in 7,000 births. Dr. Vandiver has focused on these diseases throughout her career and has helped to identify a number of genetic causes. Under her leadership, the team is focused on creating new standards of care for children with leukodystrophies by advancing gene discovery, creating new therapies, and supporting and advocating for patients and their families. Welcome, Dr. Vandiver, and thank you so much for joining me today to discuss your important research and efforts to treat these challenging diseases. Thank you very much, Gilda, for that wonderful introduction, and thank you for including me on your podcast. Well, to begin then, can you please describe the work you do at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and what led you to be interested in your particular specialty? At the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, we offer multidisciplinary services to children with leukodystrophy, which means that from a clinical perspective, we evaluate them um, with the help of our partners in rehabilitation medicine, in genetics, um, in nutrition, and in complex care pediatrics to make sure they get the best uh, access to care. In parallel to those clinical efforts, we also work both in the lab and um, on clinical trials to try to advance new therapeutics. I've been working on um, these diseases now for almost 20 years and um, initially was really struck by the unfairness of those families who knew that their child had a leukodystrophy because of findings on MRI, but the, the genetics technology was just not robust enough yet to allow us to tell them why the children were sick. And so the first decade of my career was spent really on trying to understand the genetics of these diseases and help families understand the reason behind the disease. Um, we um, have been lucky in that the field has advanced sufficiently in the last uh, couple years that now we can focus not only on providing an appropriate diagnosis, but we're also beginning to be able to focus on um, understanding how people who have specific leukodystrophies um, might have different disease manifestations how we can treat those disease manifestations through just good clinical care by making sure they see the right doctor and the right specialist for the problems they might have, but also um, slowly and, and progressively trying to come up with novel therapies for their, their, um, that are more curative towards their specific leukodystrophy. Can you please tell me a little bit more about what leukodystrophy and AGS are and the challenges that these particular conditions present to someone who is affected? So the word leukodystrophy is Greek for disorder of the white matter, and specifically it means disorder of the white matter of the brain. The white matter of the brain is a part of the brain that's deep within the brain and that connects both the different parts of the brain to one another and also connects the spinal cord to the brain and therefore the rest of the body to the brain. The white matter is made up of a series of different cells that together support a system called the myelin. The myelin is 
um, from, an, from a simple way to think about it is thinking about it as if it was the insulation on the electrical cords on the appliances in your house so that it allows the information to travel within the brain and from the brain to the rest of the body in an efficient way. And without myelin, a lot of the both motor, um, the thinking, um, um, and the, the cognitive emotional skills that people have are not able to, to occur with the same efficacy and the same um, um, abilities um, because the information is not getting where it needs to be. Um, Acardi-Goutier syndrome is one of more than 30 disorders that are characterized as leukodystrophies. It's also called AGS. And in that particular disorder, the different genes that can cause AGS result in an inflammation in the brain that damages um, the myelin significantly enough that um, the body isn't able to function in the way it normally would. The type of problems that are seen in people who have leukodystrophies overall often are first manifested as motor problems, such as problems either in gaining developmental skills, such as sitting and walking in little babies, or losing developmental skills, such as walking and talking. Um, over time, those patients can also develop significant difficulties in all kinds of activities of daily living, including ones that are as basic as eating, swallowing, and breathing. Wow. Now, are those with um, certain special needs or disabilities more prone to these conditions or perhaps sometimes misdiagnosed? That's an excellent question, and I think it's something that we're only beginning to understand and explore. So certainly some of these conditions progress so rapidly and in such a devastating manner that they would never be mistaken for, say, for something like cerebral palsy. But there are others of these disorders or milder versions of some of these disorders that might easily and historically have been confused with things like cerebral palsy um, and sometimes adults multiple sclerosis, right? Um, and so there probably are a percentage of patients who actually have these genetic conditions and who are misdiagnosed. My hope is that over time that will happen less often because we have access now to such powerful genetic technologies for diagnosing patients that it's much more common for a child who has some um, degree of delay or difference in their development or some degree of a disability to undergo broad genetic testing through a platform called whole exome or whole genome sequencing. And in those cases, more often, the appropriate diagnosis is made rather than um, giving them a more generic diagnosis such as cerebral palsy. What are the treatments for these disorders and, and how effective are they? So first and foremost, it's important to um, keep in mind that um, there is a lot that can be done through supportive care. Right? And just like if you think about disorders like cystic fibrosis, right, which is another genetic condition but of the lungs, there's been huge improvements in mortality and also in well-being in people with cystic fibrosis, not through a curative therapy but through supportive therapy. Well, we hope the same will be true in leukodystrophy. So we focus greatly on the fact that children with leukodystrophies need access to multidisciplinary care, including a qualified person to think about how their lungs work and how their kidneys work and how their GI tract works and how their hormone system works to make sure that they don't needlessly suffer from complications related to the disease that don't necessarily need a curative treatment but that need specialized medicines or specialized supportive care to make sure their organs can work in an optimal way despite the disease. 
that's number one. The second thing is that um, you know we are um, transitioning into an era of what's called personalized medicine, um, in which genetic therapies feature very highly, and there are a number of new treatment platforms, including um, things like antisense oligonucleotides, um, gene therapy using viral vectors, and other genetic therapy approaches um, that might be over time beneficial for these disorders and that are slowly moving into clinical trials. In the current period, right, there are very few of these disorders that have curative therapies. Adrenal leukodystrophy is one disorder that uh, responds well to bone marrow transplant and um, also um, needs to be managed very carefully from a hormone or endocrine perspective. And because of that and in recognition of that, um, over half the babies in the United States now are screened at birth um, for adrenal leukodystrophy. Um, there are other disorders um, where we are starting to have um, a better idea of the possibility of using medications that are used for other disorders um, to treat um, them, and, and one of those includes um, Acardi-Gucciari syndrome, which may be able to be treated with medications similar to ones used um, for uh, lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. Just out of curiosity, what percentage of your patients would you say fall into this special needs or disabled categories? What percentage of my patients with leukodystrophy? Yes, yes. So almost all children who have, children or adults who have a leukodystrophy have some form of motor deficit. And, and, and really, if you think about it, most people don't just get an MRI, right, just for fun. And, um, and so most of the time, it's because a person has a deficit or a disability that testing is done that then diagnoses them with a leukodystrophy, right? So I would say that although it could be that there are people who have some of these genetic disorders in which the disease hasn't manifested, most of the patients I see, the reason why we know they have the disease is because they manifested some sort of motor deficit or disability. So besides the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, are there other hospitals or centers elsewhere that can treat these conditions? Yes, there are. Um, there's a growing recognition of the importance of this group of disorders, and so there are a number of other hospitals that um, are making efforts to um, to create um, leukodystrophy centers, and I think that um, it's it's important to recognize that it's important for people to get care close to home, and so that we. Um, are trying to work with the centers to make sure that children don't have to travel um, for specialty care so that they can get resources where they need to find them. So how can our listeners reach you if they have questions, they want to know more, they want to know how to find a center in their area and so forth? Um, they can either look up the uh, website of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and look under the Luke Trishby Center of Excellence um, where there's information about our program and an email that allows them to um, contact our team. Um, or they can look um, on the website of our um, consortium, which lists some of our partner sites, including other children's hospitals where um, care can be delivered. Um, and, uh, and, those, um, and also includes our advocacy partners, um, which are our partners who are patients and patient parents who work hard to help other patients and patient parents understand the disease and get the services they need. And that website is for the Global Leukodystrophy Initiative at theglia.org. And glia is spelled G-L-I-A. 
So it would be glia.org. And what about the URL for the other website? Glia.org. Say that again? Zaglia.org, T-H-E. Oh, T-H-E, G-L-I-A.org. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Vandiver, for your time today and for helping to shed some light on these conditions. Thank you very much for your time as well. I also want to thank our listeners for spending a part of their day with us. I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.